three. Please. All right, sorry. Uh, three, two, one. What are we? Some kind of Wendy and Lucy 2008? <laughs> that was a quote from Evil Dead. And uh, this is Adam. This is a podcast called Sardonicast. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sex. Hello, everybody. Hi, who else? I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker. And I'm Alex from IHE. Chaotic intro, but that's not all. Got a guest here today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, it's My name is Karsten Runquist. And uh, yeah, good to be here. I'm. It's pretty surreal, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah, surreal. <laughs> I I remember like uh, three years ago, someone sent me like a. Uh, I think the podcast was still very uh, new, but but someone made like a parody of this podcast with oh, yeah. like them doing impressions. Liam, yeah, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I was the guest on the fake oh, version yeah. of this, and uh, so it's an honor to be on Oh, the really? <laughs> I forgot about that video. That's a great video. Life yeah. imitates yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've actually, uh, we met IRL uh, at yeah. TIFF. Um, oh. Very briefly. <laughs> it was, right, yeah. It was between movies... Uh, I had barely gotten any sleep, I think. Uh, my <laughs> parents were in the Airbnb or condo or whatever. And right, right. the queen had died and they were just playing that nonstop on Canadian television. <laughs> and my dad was like just being pissed off that they wouldn't shut up about it. That was a really crazy like hour that we spent together because I was like, we like, didn't watch any movies. We just kind of hung out in the Airbnb and watched that. Um, yeah. And I was like, this just is great. Listen to my dad complain about the Queen coverage and just like, wow, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still a fresh wound over here, man. Yeah, uh, it was, still, still, yeah. Going. <laughs> still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. We also met, I think, in like 2019 at TIFF before uh, we yeah. saw Parasite together, which was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, cool. But yeah, and we almost met at can which would have been oh, even yeah. cooler we were almost didn't. there at the same time but weren't yeah 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 i i the the interactions the social interactions that i remember with people the most are ones where i'm not watching movies with them i find that <laughs> if i'm watching a movie with somebody my memories are about the movie <laughs> and then I'll, yeah so yeah. like well yeah every mm. f like this happens like a hundred times a year where i'll be like oh have you seen this movie and then they'll be like yeah i saw it with you in a theater i'm like oh it's <laughs> like, sorry i don't know which movies i've yeah. seen with which people actually no <laughs> yeah no comprehension because yeah. some movies i'll see more than once i was telling scott i was like scott have you seen uh the climb because i remembered watching it at sundance and then i forgot i also mm -hmm. watched it at tiff with him right right so yeah. as a as a festival yeah, goer sure. what is your favorite mm -hmm. film festival i mean i i really like tiff to be honest it's uh, I mean, Cannes is the obvious one, but TIFF just feels a little bit more accessible. Way more. Um, it's more fun. Way more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot looser. Cannes, I'm always like a little bit on edge. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> you have to like <laughs> really, What do you mean? Like, how is it more accessible? TIFF is, is something you can access as like the public. 
can is invite only. Yeah. And you're spending the entire oh, festival see, see. scared that someone will take away your badge if you like look at someone the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I got lucky enough to get a ticket to one of the premieres. It was the Gaspar Noé movie that was there that oh, year. Yeah. And I remember for the premieres, you have to like wear suit and tie. Black tie. Uh, Very strict. Black tie, sorry. And yeah, I. but I think because it was like a midnight Gaspar Noé movie, they were being a little bit chill about it uh but still i was like on edge the entire time i was in line and yeah yeah tiff you could just show up sometimes and you're good it's like the main theater at con where they have where where you see the footage of like the eight hour standing ovation for the new tarantino film or <laughs> yeah, whatever right yeah so everybody's dressed really fancy and it's all just about the media buzz there right like the right. standing ovations that's not because people liked the movie that much it's because half the crowd is people who worked on it and they want to get the press right exactly so, mm-hmm. yeah with, with mm. tiff it's it's way more public centric and it's still everybody that's there is still interested in movies sure you'll get like the odd person every once in a while that's like okay who brought you here like you're not paying attention right. to the movie put away your phone but like for the most part the most respectful, quiet, serious audience. And there's no gatekeeping about it. There's no like, oh, mm-hmm. you can't attend this film. Like it's it's accessible to the public. They serve popcorn and drinks. Right. You know? Yeah. I've had like hot dogs. A con, there's like nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, nice. it's weird. A lot of those um when I was at Con, the the pop up little theaters, they didn't serve any food, no popcorn, no drinks at all. You just had to make sure you had a water bottle on you. And there was nowhere to use the yeah. bathroom. And if you exited the theater, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get back in. So, like, you yeah. were locked in yeah. and you were like, I oh, hope you don't mm-hmm. have to piss. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. That's stressful. Yeah. yeah. They also, like, they let the, at least for the premieres, they let the entire, the massive line of, of, uh, audience members in first and then you have to like sit there for sometimes like an hour tops while they do the whole red carpet thing for the and you just like watch them on the theater screen yeah walk in (laughs) it's just it's like a weird weird vibe yeah i I mean con (laughs) has definitely you know earned its place as the most prestigious film festival it's very serious business and it's very industry focused but TIFF right, right. is my favorite film festival because I can bring other people to it, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, yeah. and mm. have fun with other people in my life that I enjoy and, you know, right. have like a chill day and, you know, see a bit of Toronto. I see the best movies at TIFF too. Yeah, I, I feel like selection. by then the stuff, yeah, they, they kind of like weed out a lot of the the worst stuff from Cannes and you, you just get the hits most of the time. Even if they do have most of what premieres at con you know enough about the movie and its reception by the time that it's at tiff whereas at con every every single movie is a premiere nothing has a trailer half of them are from people who have never directed anything before and so you're kind of just walking in like i hope this movie's kind of (laughs) good yeah yeah. like you're you're the ones creating the buzz at con whereas at tiff you're able to be like okay i know a little bit about how this was received, what to expect, who directed right. it, what awards it won at, at con, what it didn't <laughs> win, how, you know, and then you, you're able to make more informed decisions. But at con, right. it's like, I, I don't know how many movies I want to see at con <laughs> without fully knowing what I'm getting into, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go to TIFF if you're going to go to a festival. The best film festival experiences are ones where you know, <laughs> like a little bit about what you want to watch. And not just yeah, pick random yeah. movies. 
that's why Sundance is especially tough because that's like mostly uh, first time yeah. directors and I'm, I'm, my track record with Sundance is so bad. I usually get all the misses and like yeah. one hit if I, I go. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't want to shit on Sundance too hard, but like it's just yeah, it's yeah. at a weird point in the year. It's in like January or something, right? And so like yeah. everything mm-hmm. is trying to be a premiere essentially. Sometimes they'll have things from the previous year uh right, that would, right. were at like TIFF or something sometimes. But a lot of these are like first time directors and the festival is very like American indie focused compared to a lot mm-hmm. of other festivals. And to be fair, TIFF has, you know, an overabundance of Canadian independent filmmakers, right? Right, right. But I don't, I don't know. It's it's a the American indie ones I mean, you could say this about Canadian ones too, but there, there's something that like is very parody worthy about those films. Yeah. Where like you, yeah. I think there was a YouTube video that was like every Sundance film, and then just <laughs> made yep. like a fake trailer sort of thing. I, I'm, I wouldn't yeah. say that that was like entirely accurate, but there is a, is there is definitely a type for like American absolutely indie. very crowd pleasy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the word. Straight to Hulu <laughs> type. <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, like it's no shit. Coda won the audience award at Sundance, you know. It's like, of course, that's a that's yeah, a very Sundancey yeah. movie mm-hmm. for it to win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all, other guests got some questions for the guest. <laughs> I mean, other hosts got you're, a question. You're not guests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only. Yeah, host. I'm. I'm a guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to mention the letterbox thing, right? All of yeah. us except Adam, I think, are big like letterbox fans. But I kind of, kind of consider you the king of letterbox. Like, <laughs> you've got an incredibly large following on there. Like, oh, I didn't know. It's your secret. You're like a, a letterbox min maxer. Like, <laughs> always seeing your reviews yeah. like <laughs> at the top there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we had a celebrity here. <laughs> a letterbox celebrity. I really don't know how it got to this point. To be honest, um, it's it's not even that great of a thing like because like you said yeah anybody that sees or like looks up a movie that i've seen usually i'm like the top review and i don't mm. write these reviews with that in mind so a lot of the time they're like what the f- why is this guy at the top of all the reviews um because most of my reviews are just like one-line jokes like that's like what sells on He's using it as a low that's exactly, exactly. What yeah right yeah that's like how i use the because it's like if i want to write an actual review i, I have my channel and, and stuff but yeah yeah I, I really just use the site to like keep track of what i'm watching and, and as like a public diary so i don't take it that seriously which is why it's really bizarre that i'm the most followed yeah do you even person. like look at the comments and stuff like that because I, I don't off, use it that way like, i turned I, off my comments oh, like you? a long time ago yeah they, they are particularly bad on letterbox yeah. there's something about it oh yeah. hell yeah I turned them off. Yeah. It's so bad. I'm glad to hear that you don't take it very seriously and, and that you're killing it. <laughs> because there's a lot of people on Letterboxd that are trying to replicate that exact same sort of success by being yeah, like, right. how can yeah, I make the most so like lame. simplistic tweet <laughs> about the film that's kind of funny, that doesn't really say anything about how I really felt about it and isn't really serious right, right. just to get the attention. Like that's That's what kind of turns me away from it is because it's like, more of a social media website than like a film logging right, website. Yeah, is I'm just like I'm yeah. not interested in the like 
attention yeah that's, that's why i don't take like the i don't take the ratings on there like very seriously because no. it's like a lot of like joke reviews exactly yeah but like, i was just saying to say like seeing your success and it made me want to use it more i'm like oh let me use this more and yeah i've had some like success on there too because nice. of that well it's like yeah. oh it's mainly because of karsten and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> this works <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it's super fun yeah yeah just don't look at the comments that's all yeah yeah and even really like the, i like it yeah and even like the youtube reviews too like it, it inspired me to make more of those and i'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah these work too it's just like talking yeah. about the movie like normally yeah i feel like the whole shtick of like you know like you doing a character or whatever like <laughs> to make like reviewing movies ironically i feel like that's kind of like died out now people just like yeah i just kind of like want to actually hear like what people think about movies like you know like cosmonaut and like karsten you know like that yeah kind of yeah thing. it's just like more honest yeah, yeah. Um, like even if you're jokey it's like you know you're not putting on a character or whatever exactly yeah you know? i i think um yeah. i think you guys have had him on the podcast but joel haver mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think he, yeah he's he has a great too. account his are like they don't take themselves too seriously but they're always like very like personal reviews i think he mm-hmm. thoughtful he as well yeah yeah, very yeah. yeah. he's a very authentic and earnest person Absolutely. yeah a lot, of, yeah. lot of filmmakers on there too like sean baker and yeah you know, actors yeah. on there like uh the guy from deadwood I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now but you know there's like all kinds of actors and yeah part yeah it's gr- it's great <laughs> <laughs> uv bow back in the day i think uh Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> daughter follows me, which is like one of my funniest, like uh, <laughs> well, the one sort funny. of celebrity. How did you even figure that out? I think someone pointed out there, like I follow her, and I saw she follows you, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. I guess. <laughs> so, Karsten. Yeah. When were we getting Kars Eleven? <laughs> nice. One good one. Alex, you ask a real question. I love I'm, it. Hey, you're on fire no, today. I quit. You're on fire today. <laughs> but by the way, the guy's name is Jim Beaver, the guy from Deadwood. Okay. Jim Beaver. Oh right, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cars eleven. That was that was a good one. Thank you. My uh, a running bit on my channel is that I'm like waiting for them to make a tenth Cars movie. Yeah. Cars uh, ten. You know. They <laughs> uh, better. Cars X. Yeah. Yeah. One day. One yeah. day. It's about family. Alex, did you have a question? Yeah, it's about family. <laughs> I don't know. Did, Ralph, do you have anything else to throw out there? I really want to uh, get into Spider. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, but. yeah. But I guess I just wanted to say, like, congrats on your movie, Karsten, also. Oh, thank you. you thank know, you. It was like, I think when I was on your podcast last year, you were like, had it in festivals or whatever. And yeah. But now people have like seen it. But it's, I think that's great that you went the festival route with it. Because I know like many people are afraid to do that because they think their movie will get like rejected or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you went the route with it. I feel like that's really cool. Like that's, that's like a, yeah, that's like a great thing oh, to do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. We got rejected to so many festivals. I mean, yeah, that crazy. happens. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah. It's, it's still enough. like you can always find one. Yeah, right. We yeah. had some success. And there's all if you look obscure enough festivals, you'll <laughs> yeah. always find the one. fact that you even like tried that mm-hmm. and, and got it out there. I feel like adds like a lot of like legitimacy to your work, you know. And I feel like a lot of filmmakers online don't even try to do that, and but they should. They should try to do that because I've done that too. I've had success with it. Right. You know, I feel like it's a great thing to do. I had mixed feelings about it because yeah, I mean, I look at people like you and Joel, and it's like. Uh, so many i mean if you have a platform on youtube you might as well just put it right on youtube and i was like why am i even doing because like the point of festivals mm-hmm. is, i guess to like get more 
eyes on it and i guess that was a big draw as i was like it would be nice it's a type of eye yeah yeah i was like it'd be nice to show this to people that aren't my audience because i feel like if you show it to your audience they'll just eat it up and i'm like i want a more honest reaction i guess but um yeah it definitely when i was doing it felt very uh old school weirdly because i was like i could just put this on youtube and be done with it but I think it was a really uh, beneficial experience, and mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot from the process. So. It definitely oh, gives you more credibility. I feel also, definitely. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the industry people are mm. at festivals. If you want to, like, right, mm-hmm. further, you make a lot of good connections, career yeah. and make connections, and who knows, maybe you'll meet someone that will help you on your next film. Who knows, maybe you'll exactly, meet a good yeah. collaborator mm-hmm. or someone willing to put money into it. You know, like, mm-hmm. or distribute it, even. You know, no, um, yeah. That's that's what the festival route is for, and you're missing that when you publish solely on YouTube. Um, right. Yeah. It sort of just, like, sits there when you put it on YouTube. I yeah. mean, like, people mm-hmm. watch it, but mm-hmm. I think with the festival thing, there's, like, the networking and, like, the Q&A, and it's, it's like, yeah, a special yeah. experience. And, and not yeah. to say that there yeah. aren't industry people watching things on YouTube, but, like, there's no... Right, right. It, it's, it's not the setting to be reaching out and connecting. Like, you would just have to hope that someone watching it just feels like contacting your email or whatever you know <laughs> whereas right, right, yeah. the implication <laughs> at a festival is that they're you're there to do like actual business for sure yeah yeah it's just different i mean it depends on the movie um i would probably do it again but yeah i i totally understand why so many people just put their stuff right to youtube because i'm like yeah i don't know it just depends on yeah, how you want to go about it it's quite a process yeah it's like it takes yeah. a long time that's mainly yeah. it it's like you have your movie done and you have to wait like eight months for like that anyone sucks, to see it yeah it's like, oh, that was it does the worst suck. part <laughs> and then like weird rules about like how much yeah. of it was published before and like yeah yeah you can't just put it on youtube and then a festival yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. yeah it's annoying yeah all right speaking of Letterboxd five minutes ago, the top rated movie of all time <laughs> on Letterboxd is the new Spider-Verse movie. True. True. Yeah. Is there a term for like the opposite of review bombing? <laughs> it's still I would <laughs> I, I don't so know funny. if bombing is necessarily in a negative implication. No. I think you can so bomb it's just it review it's review bombing success. in the positive way. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I people just liked it though. I feel like bombing is I don't know, <laughs> yeah. kind of scary imagery. It's pretty crazy <laughs> bombing. What about a love bomb? Okay. Yeah. Love bomb. Yeah. <laughs> we should review bomb Oppenheimer. Was my oh, joke, God. but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. I'll fight nice. this episode. Oh. Yeah, lots of good yeah, ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got that. I don't know. I no, no. If you want, it's perfect. No, no, that was too good. I no. saw a tweet that was like, "We should let." Um, never, never mind. I'm gonna. Oh, damn it! <laughs> well, you gotta post the tweet in our Discord then. Post it in the see, chat. See how hard it is. Like once you're here, people give me people give me shit. But like once you're actually like in this zone, it's it's, it's hard to like you know. <laughs> I, I get all anxious still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like cry before each episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so anxious. Tears of joy. Enough, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so let me just say, Spider Verse. It would have been great if I could hear it. Yeah. If I could hear any yeah. of the dialogue, that, then it would have been great. Yeah. But I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> the whole movie. Really? Was it that bad for you? Um, at, at, I feel like it got better as the movie went along, but like, I was just thinking at the beginning when Gwen's doing like her drum solo or whatever, 
I'm like, I had I had no idea what she was saying in that scene. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Is this the theater? Um, maybe if I saw an RPX, it would have been better. It was apparently a bad copy. Yeah. It's, uh, they're shipping out new copies of the film, so certain theaters got, like, an incorrect, like, I, I don't know if it was an earlier copy or, I don't know what the fuck their excuse was, but they, <laughs> they, a lot of theaters had That's bad pretty sound. crazy. And I also experienced bad sound. Yeah, the audio seemed unfinished in the, the early scenes. Um, I've seen it twice, though, and the first viewing, yeah, I was noticing the weird kind of mixing problems, and it just, yeah. there's something off about yeah. it. Um, but only just the, the, the beginning section, but then when I saw it at a different theater, different day i really didn't notice as many problems so it must be a case-by-case yeah. case thing and i guess it's solved now with the uh, new version yeah of it. yeah i want to you see can it call again. your theater and ask if they've have the good version and they'll know right which is funny mm. the patched yeah. version like it was a it was a big thing they, they got uh, the memo for sure they got like an email <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was yeah. crazy because yeah, yeah it kind of ruined my experience of the movie i mean not entirely but I wish I'd seen it with like better sound. It was distracting. I, mm -hmm. I I don't know if it got like you were saying, Ralph. I don't know if it got better if I just got like used to it and yeah, yeah it was just kind of off the entire. Like I could, it, you could hear people like eating their popcorn, and it like really took me out of the. Movie, yeah, it was too soft. It was like too low. You know, yeah. it's just like it was hard to hear at points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but still a pretty good movie. I well, yeah. <laughs> liked it a lot. I actually. pretty good. Yeah, man, I fu I fucking love this movie. Man. This was <laughs> yeah. this was made for me. Yeah. this is me all over. Good. Um, yeah, I, man, where to even begin? It's so like maximalist. It's so yes. visually kind of noisy in the best way possible. I honestly don't even feel like you've seen it until you've seen it a second time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it it feels and it's so like quick. Even though it's like two hours twenty, it feel, it honestly feels like an an hour long to me. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just flies by. Um, yeah, just all these different art styles. The just a true sequel as well. You know, it doesn't feel like a repeat of that original movie. It feels like a true like extension, a real like it's expanding on the characters. It's continuing on in the way you want to see and yeah really fleshing out those characters and just every angle they chose to approach like kind of making it a gwen movie to so we have to address the part one part two thing because mm -hmm. like i watched your quickie adam you mentioned like towards the <laughs> end it's like so much so many strings are like being set up and you're like there's no way this yeah. can be this can wrap up <laughs> in one movie like this doesn't make here. sense like, new doors are being open right now yeah this doesn't make sense and i had the same mm -hmm. feeling when i was watching it that first time and yeah, and when when it when it cut to the to be continued, my, my audience did groan. They were like, "What? No!" Like it was an audible like yeah. reaction. So I guess people didn't fully know, and I only kind of half knew. If I knew, I forgot. Weird, and it does. <laughs> it, it leaves you in a weird place, doesn't it? Because it's kind of it's the Dune problem where I love the movie, um, but I feel like I've got to hold back some of my full thoughts because we've only got half the story in a way like there's so much more to get the the yeah. only reason i feel that way about dune is because i wasn't fully into dune and i was like well maybe this in context with the next part will help me enjoy it more and i'm giving it a bit of credit right whereas this something like spider verse 2 or something like kill bill volume 1 where it's like i love the core experience mm. of that film on its own enough that it's not really dependent on what happens next. And no matter what happens next, it's not going to make me go like, oh, well, then this movie is worse because of it, right? 
I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think and it so. does actually feel more complete than Dune. Um, yeah, I do think there Way are like, arcs that are completed. There, there is. Yeah, I mean, it's like Empire. Um, I don't really like the movie that follows it as much, but I'll watch Empire again and again. Um, yeah, yeah, true. And um, like, it's almost like an Avengers Infinity War type ending, where it, like leaves you on that cliffhanger, ends on kind of a dark note. Kind of, but e- even Infinity War had like a winding down before the credits <laughs> not just like yeah that's like a part one part two also it's like an ending of a trailer <laughs> uh yeah i liked how the movie started like the focus on gwen like it, that was different like focusing yeah. on her i thought it was like a good way to spice it up and then like he cut to miles later on i enjoyed that there's a lot of like good decisions with like the storytelling in it and Lots of fun characters. Lots of like the different versions of Spider Man were funny. The mm-hmm. Lego Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Spoilers. One of our best. Yeah. 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 Spoiler discussion, oh. everybody. Well, yeah. Well, like the references, yeah. like because I did. I think Phil Lord, Chris Miller did the the Lego Movie, right? And they were mm-hmm. like producers on this. True. So that was like fun little yeah. reference. To yeah, that. they wrote the script too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they the, Lord and Miller. Like, you really got to throw my hats out to them because we we're, we're, we're so often complaining about this like annoying meta self-aware kind of writing that's like this really lazy shorthand that so many movies fall into but i feel like they always find the like just the right level where it's like yeah that there is some self-awareness to it the the jokes are kind of meta and breaking mm-hmm. the fourth wall but the characters are consistent there are emotional moments and you're you are emotionally attached to what is going on in the film it doesn't destroy it um all the way down to the motivation of the miguel character who's kind of like i love this detail he's he's kind of like an obsessed spider-man fan it's kind of like oh, pointing yeah. directly at the, those types of fans you know the canon event thing it's all about these people who That's are so obsessed with this, these really yeah. these really rigid kind of constraints that especially these big ip characters like spider-man kind of come with you know all this baggage i love kind of framing that that villain with that kind of motivation but but not making it so obvious that it pulls you out of the movie mm-hmm. um that's great right man the other other villainous force man, this spot character I'd, I'd never heard of this guy before mm-hmm. and i think no, he's he- like like z-list spider-man character i don't think anyone yeah that's really- like kind of the joke i think yeah it's like he's so yeah, obscure yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but but they made that his motivation like he doesn't want to be a how do they phrase it the uh not the creature of the week the, the villain the of the week, of the week. Mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah but it's it's mostly that that voice and the jason Schwartz, the visuals man. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really like you don't expect it because it it does open like you know any number of superhero movies we have the throwaway character at the beginning just introducing the yeah. tone with the fight scene and everything but yeah but it just continues to escalate and it's like such a great idea for a villain to take yeah this lame kind of dorky visually and everything down to the powers is even like comedic and all of it is comedic but just yeah the escalation over and by the time the movie ends he's this genuine threat and what's foreshadowed with what he's probably gonna do is like really menacing and threatening and yeah especially that visual design i love his like lanky gangly thing with that hole right <laughs> in the middle of his face and the kind of <laughs> these edgy hole jokes stop joking about the holes <laughs> yeah just a really yeah. clever cool villain I, I can't get over that that visual design of him i thought that was like just like the stuff I used to draw when I was like a teenager. I love this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And Matt, just visually, artistically, it's so ambitious. Um, I think it's got like six different art styles. D- 
art directions throughout the whole movie with all these different universes, like the interpretive kind of stuff with the whenever it's in Gwen's universe and the spider punk stuff. The like, man, I just can't stop gushing about the visuals of this movie. I, I even found like, if we want to talk about that uh, spider punk character mm-hmm. that I think people are really <laughs> gravitating towards, um, he's this he's a British Spider Man. So of course, did you guys actually have any issue? Uh, understanding him because i had some complaints about <laughs> i did <laughs> yeah. he's got quite a strong like uh british accent like a london accent a couple parts um, but I, f- I, f- I was very proud of myself overall i mean the the sound mix <laughs> really, didn't help with that <laughs> i feel like i got some yeah, of it true. I, I do wish there were subtitles but he has yeah. some great lines. He has some really funny lines. It's kind of, uh-huh. again, like writing the line of like, he's kind of like a parody of that type of person, but he also just has some straight up great lines. The hate the AM, hate the PM one is a particular <laughs> standout to me. Really funny. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I found uh, one of the animators who worked on that character, Hobie, mm-hmm. and just like him detailing like how many layers that that character just on his own was made up of. Like, listen to this, right? So... The character's body was animated on threes, meaning every three frames. Um, Yeah. And then his guitar was on fours, outline on twos. And and then, so it's like, yeah, it's all these different like styles and God, it's so complicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. It it doesn't distract it. It really like just the whole framing, like just really works. The, you're never pulled out. It's really quite a feat uh, because... It really could clash if it wasn't like expert animators mm-hmm. bringing this all together, because mm-hmm. we haven't really talked about this. There's three directors working on this, yeah. um, and they're all like pretty storied. Um, they got big, like fat IMDb's, um, loads of credits. Um, we're talking. One of the directors worked on Last Airbender, amazing cartoon back in the day. Um, then you have the director and writer of Soul. Um, I know you didn't like it, Adam, but. I feel like emotionally that film works really well and that kind of translates yeah, I into Soul this. Was great. He also wrote uh, One Night in Miami, which is another kind of yeah, really thoughtful film. Um, and then he got the production designer of Cloudy the Chance of Meatballs, who's also this, he's a prolific back da- background uh, design artist from that awesome uh, Tartofsky uh, Clone Wars and the Buzz Lightyear um, Star Command. So mm. it's like just this storied these storied animators all coming together for this like super ambitious project that's like pushing everything in the medium and it's like as far as American animation is concerned like I, I man I, I don't know if there's better than this yeah. <laughs> in this genuinely day, um, at this day and age especially with like characters designs this good with writing this good with man just every single element is just so perfect yeah I think it's uh, kind of funny that elemental is dropping the same month and then like next yeah. next month i think is some dreamworks film i forget but they're both the, like, like squid movie yeah, yeah. it's both just like these like blobby like a real <laughs> who gives a looking. shit yeah, yeah it, uh, it just yeah. looks so bad coming up <laughs> to this like <laughs> yeah i'm glad you brought those up because yeah it's like nothing special it's yeah it's like they've been making the same movie for like 10 years and this is yeah it's so fresh feels so original yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, da- Daniel Kaluuya too is the Spider Punk guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the whole cast, Oscar Isaac is the you know Miguel, and it's like really solid cast actors. And, you know, the animation's gorgeous. It's really funny. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it gets much better than this. I mean, I don't know. You think Boss Baby's better? Actually, that might they might actually do better. Boss Baby. Yeah, mm, maybe a bit, maybe hey, a bit maybe more hilarious. We're yeah. talking about yeah, the yeah, sequel. Maybe a, funnier, maybe sure. a bit more Kino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's brought up this conversation about superhero fatigue, and it's like, oh, maybe that's not a thing. Maybe it's just we want movies that are interesting. Maybe the movies are bad. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just released. They just released two good ones in a row, and people are like, oh, okay, uh-huh. we're fine with this. Uh, cool. Also, like, yeah. there, there's, there's, if we're going to talk about like what they're doing that's making it successful is sure they're taking from existing characters but like you mentioned with this spot character who you know i've never heard of before <laughs> as a uh, <laughs> no, not neither. obsessive comic book person you know it, it's it's pretty much what uh, james gunn did it's it's what a lot of the uh, successful superhero uh, creators uh, directors have done is they haven't just gone like, oh, what's something that's already successful? Like, let's do Joker again. We'll make it Jared Leto this time. They don't just go like, oh, what's something that somebody else has already done? They There's this entire wealth, this entire catalog where like, sure, just because this character isn't universally beloved and you can't create hype in the trailer of like, oh yeah, they're finally bringing this character to the screen. Like, that's already been done with every character that everybody cares about. Take from the characters that people don't know about and you can even 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 if something doesn't work about them in the comics, you can turn it into your own thing. You have creative liberties mm-hmm. to make yeah, it make better it and fix what doesn't work about it. So yeah, like they, they they saw something that had a lot of potential. They were like, oh, we can have some really funny, entertaining fight scenes with this character. We can play on the fact that it's a bit of a joke, but we can still make it intimidating and have it be a good villain, right? So. Superhero fatigue, you're exactly right. It's mostly just, oh, the movies are bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody's exhausted yeah. by the bad movies. <laughs> yeah. I think the same can be said about like the multiverse thing because I yeah. feel like I've personally gotten a little exhausted with that and I was like genuinely surprised at how well this pulled it off. Um because it didn't feel like they didn't use it the same way Marvel has been using it, where they just kind of Marvel just uses that to keep things going and like give like fan service and it felt like they yeah, actually used right it's it's like used in the plot properly in this film and like visually seeing all the Spider-Mans it's like they they understand the you know the potential that something like this has to actually look really cool um yeah i was just surprised at how well it worked for me no one's ever really gone yeah they always yeah. find like the emotional yeah. angle you know <laughs> yeah like like <laughs> that whole montage where they're going through the the canon events like outside of the kind of commentary of that mm-hmm. it's, it's just an effective scene and it's great motivation all building up to that choice mars has to make and like the most spider-man thing ever mm-hmm. and like yeah of course he's not going to sacrifice his dad and that chase scene is incredible like sure. apparently it took them four years to like organize and animate that and it's just so many character models there's mm-hmm. so many it's insane Man, and they're all like yeah it's, all the character designs are fantastic it's yeah yeah, it's beautiful to watch. The budget at Sony went up. <laughs> Only a hundred million? Yeah. I would have assumed more, actually. Wow. That yeah, that's an that's another funny thing. Like I know it's not it's I think it's only about ten million more than uh, the first movie. That's um, fucking insane. Which is yeah, re- <laughs> really respectable. Hell? Incredibly it's respectable. Like a, yeah. Way like the visuals on this are like insanely well, I guess they get to reuse some assets from the first one, but it's not mm. like that much. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, yeah. Mm. I was looking at like an old trailer for the first one, and I was actually surprised at how 
different this new one looks than yeah. that because that had like that sort of like 3d like comic book style and yeah this the print barely has that yeah 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 um which kind of also surprised me how how different the visual style was yeah it was almost like a filter over the first movie like yeah the whole yeah thing. i did uh re-watch the first movie um like a week ago you hate it now um and <laughs> no i actually do think it's better overall oh, um, the animation and and visuals are better in Across the Spider-Verse, but... Um, yeah, I, I probably agree with you, Alex. I think it's just more complete. I think it's... Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's just something about it, uh, the way it comes together. Um, it, it just feels like a better crescendo, a better story for Miles. Um, the hero moment he gets to the end where he jumps off the tower and that whole arc is just so satisfying. Um, and I, I just really like the dynamic between... Uh, Peter B. Parker and Miles as well in that movie. Mm -hmm. The characters are really mm -hmm. good. The humor works really well. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is pretty close to me. I heard that by making him carry a baby in this movie, the writers were trying to say that men are bad. <laughs> Emasculated? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, dear. He's funny. the only male character in the movie. Sorry, white. Yeah. White male. That white men are People bad. are complaining oh, this it. one is uh, too woke or whatever. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with like I, spider you know women. i was i thought i i i didn't think anything was too woke and then they made every character in this movie trans so now i'm just i don't know they might have gotten a bit, bit too yeah. far just wait till the next movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. then everyone's non-binary <laughs> yeah that'll be the next it's so movie. insane because like the if you like the first movie but then this one is suddenly too woke for you it's like what like, were you paying attention right yeah were, right. were you even were, are your eyes even open the whole point of this was to kind of take it away from being associated with one character anyone can wear the mask that's like yeah. one of the main ongoing themes with these movies yeah. i think it's just kind of reflective yeah, exactly. at this point when you're a hammer mm -hmm. everything's a nail yeah they don't know what they're on about they actually don't know what it's just brain rot well you shut up <laughs> right yeah i mean you are right it's fucking yeah it's stupid i loved the animation with gwen's intro that really made up for yeah. the mm. sound mixing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I loved what was going on there. Um, I thought that visually, like, just everything was turned up to 11 for this movie. It, it, it crossed the barrier as to just allowing me to just soak it in and be like, wow, this is a really fun visual treat. And I loved the, like, the 2D boss she was fighting. And I have to imagine, you know, the, oh, amount, the, Renaissance of, Vulture, yeah, yeah. the amount of layers in that as well, uh, the amount of mm -hmm. different animators working on that character, because that that was pulled off really well. That was a fun thing to sort of just pick apart in my brain and try to think about. Yeah, I just thought I thought that this film, in terms of what it offers to me, both in style and tone and pacing and even humor, was just so much better than the first film for me. Like it, it was... It was like, okay, yeah, I, this is this is my Spider-Man now. Now I get some. <laughs> um, and I, I, yeah, the pacing is just like once it starts, it just doesn't stop. And I love movies like that where it's like, <laughs> you know, if there's any downtime, it's brief, and it really just feels like, oh wow, like you, you know, the the stakes are raising, the action is getting more and more intense, it, it doesn't slow mm -hmm. down, it, you don't feel this sort of yeah. like, ah, oh, why is yeah. this scene happening? You know, uh -huh. everything just kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's it's a two and a half hour, it's a two and a half hour long movie and yeah. it basically flew by for me. Yeah, yeah. it's really tight. 
Um, I was wondering what you guys thought about the music in this one compared to the first one because I thought it worked a lot better Same. this time around than the first time for me. Less licensed music. The, yeah, the licensed musical, yeah, the original yeah. score, because the original score, man, I'm obsessed with it. It's mm-hmm. Daniel Pemberton, I think his name is. It's yeah, man, it's incredible. I love all the yeah, the light motifs all these character has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like it's seeping into memes as well, right? The Miguel like theme whenever he's on screen, kind of like Prowler in that first movie. He's got that really recognizable little like, sting, right? And it's really effective. It really is engaging. Um, it makes these characters have a particular presence, you know, when mm-hmm. they're on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. uh yeah, I probably prefer like the music in this one, honestly. Even though that's probably like my one thing with the first movie yeah. is like the licensed music's a little too much at certain points. Yeah, but that wasn't like a major criticism for me. It was more like a nitpick. Um, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the music. Yeah, same. The original score in both is great. I think. Yeah, it's just the licensed music. Yeah. If you want to have a playlist movie, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's tons of Qu- every Quentin T- Tarantino movie is a playlist movie, right? It's his playlist. Yeah, Goodfellas. Goodfellas mm. is like a playlist movie. <laughs> but he puts a lot of thought. He thinks about what songs he wants to use before throwing them in the movie. Whereas the first Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. it felt like they were just trying to include like a lot of artists for cross-promotion. Remember, it's a Sony film. They're going to throw in a lot of... Ad- Even in this one, it's like, ah, oh, the Sony headphones, blah, blah, blah. You can notice it. <laughs> but in the first film, it kind of felt like, okay, how many of these artists are signed to Sony Records? Like, it, it really just felt like they were just throwing in a bunch of artists and it didn't really uh, matter. Like Lil Wayne, Jaden Smith. Like, there was a... Yeah. There was a scene that was, I'll always remember this, there was a scene that was supposed to be, like, emotionally sad, and just the the song that they chose over top of it was so cheesy and so insincere in its emotions that it took away from mm-hmm. the character moment in the film, whereas I never felt that way about this newest film. That was something that, that really... You know, it just didn't gel with me in the first. Yeah, film, but. yeah, mm-hmm. that's early in the first one when uh, the Spider-Man dies. Yeah, that's right. It was just yeah, not the best song choice. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, could have been better. It feels like it's like fighting the actual movie for attention. Like the music yeah. seems to, like take exactly. over a bit in that first one, whereas it it kind of lives in the world in this movie. And I'm like, that seems complimentary. Like, yeah, it seems like the kind of thing that the characters would be listening to in these scenes, and just feels right. Yeah. Yeah, throw in as much licensed music as as you want. Just have it be purposeful and have it gel right. with the film and not clash. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you mentioned Sony, right? Um, this is kind of my biggest problem with this movie, right? Is feeling this the overlords but for the original. I don't think they. I don't think they knew what they had on their hands quite as no. much with that original. Um, whereas this one, I feel like there's a little bit of tinkering. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't. I can't with the Venom thing. Of like, <laughs> why did they have to reference Venom? I don't want to be. Th- oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, with the convenience store. Yeah, I was. Re- I was listening to a review like someone else on the YouTube had like uh, made for this movie, and they were talking about this film as if it sits in the MCU because like the the Donald Glover. Uh, like reference and stuff and it's like this is everything i want i want this to be its own thing god no please why do you yeah. have to honestly probably why they canonize the like garfield and mcguire right <laughs> that's honestly probably exactly yeah. why <laughs> yeah exactly whereas i don't feel like the i felt that um in that first movie that was that, that was the only time i was kind of pulled out was that um even though it's like for a few seconds that venom reference that that felt like 10 minutes long to me like i just I, I don't want to be reminded of that movie. 
It's not like a fun reference. What to exactly me. happened with the Venom reference? Spot is like he, it's when he goes he goes inside himself and then he figures out he can go through to like any oh, yeah. dimension on his own. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then he goes to the shop from Venom um, with yeah. that lady. Um, I forgot that's what it was from. Yeah, as an excruciating little reference. Um, that's yeah. very funny. And then there's yeah the multiple references to there's Donald Glover in there. There's uh, what was Donald Glover from that in the MCU? What what did he do? He is in Spider-Man: Homecoming, right? As there's like fuck. allusions in his dialogue that he's Forgot the that. For that to be not even in my memory, like this is new information <laughs> for me. Holy shit! Homecoming was so boring. Mm. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate that stuff to me. The the need to shove that in, you know, because it's like the, the the celebration of the character. Like that's what was so good about that original movie to me was they create this new. Spider-Man voiced by Chris Pine, who's kind of a, an amalgamation of all the stuff you know. They they do do the references to the Raimi movies, to mm-hmm. the stuff you know, the Spider-Man 3 gags and whatnot, but it's this new character that's doing it. It's not like showing Tobey Maguire doing it. It's not pulling you out in quite the same way. It's more of like a cute little wink-wink, nudge-nudge reference, mm-hmm. whereas... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like grinding everything a halt to like literally show a human actor yeah. in this like beautiful animated movie, and it's like it just affects everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that... like. Like really bug me about it pardon the pun can anybody tell me whether or not it's canon for this film i guess that there's an infinite amount of spider universes is that like the is that the implication or is there a finite amount do we know I assume it's infinite i have no idea i'm not because <laughs> if it's infinite then there would theoretically have to be the toby Maguire. you know if if it's well, truly yeah, infinite, sure. then they those would have it. to exist, yeah. therefore. Yeah, I think it I mean, is they included they included, like, the Amazing Spider-Man video game, even, in one part. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they did. <laughs> it's like the part where Uncle yeah, Ben died. Yeah, yeah which is funny, because, like, you know, I know that game. It's very corny. Um, also, like, the little, little funny joke, like, I... I, I, it was so quick that I might be wrong, but I believe they mentioned that Miles' mom used to be a stripper... And I thought that was very funny, but it's like such a quick, really? it's such a quick line. It's like so quick that like, it, it's like, oh, like, honey, remember when you used to, and then she's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, oh she used okay, to be yeah. a stripper or whatever. It's like such a little uh, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm like, that, that was great. And I feel like most people like won't even pick up on it. I was just thinking about like the, you know, the Marvel, like, like parents who like were shitting on Guardians of the Galaxy for like the F bomb or whatever. Like, and they probably didn't even pick up on that in like a kid's movie. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could be wrong because it's so quick. No, it does have like very witty, quick dialogue. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like quick jokes like that. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way you can pick up on like every joke in the movie. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my favorite comedies, like Scott Pilgrim or whatever. There's just like so much stuff going on in the background. You can't even like pick up on all of it. But when you watch it again, I'm sure you could watch this movie like five times and notice something like different every time. Yeah. I'm probably going to see it again like soon because I, I really want to watch it with like a good sound mix because to me that's like the biggest problem yeah. with it was just yeah, the sound. Yeah, the theater, <laughs> find out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it on the 4K Blu-ray. I'll buy it. Yeah. It flows even yeah, better a second I'll watch time. It. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm that's sure it does. It flows. Yeah. Knowing okay, what to um, Did we want to wrap this up or is there any... Uh, more things anybody wanted to say about i will say i the third one i mean this second one had a lot of expectations going into it like i feel like there was a lot of pressure coming off the first and Mm -hmm. it's kind of a miracle that they topped it and i'm just like 
fascinated at how they're going to top this in the third one at just strictly (laughs) visually i i don't know where else you can go visually because they kind of did like everything in this movie like stop motion i don't know what else they could do (laughs) um claymation yeah yeah, yeah, i mean they did have that with like the lego spider-man so they did have that (laughs) that's different animated by a 14 year old as well wallace and gromit cameo even if it was like cg made to look stop motion yeah yeah it'll be fun yeah i, I love that like a spider-man bit. that was so great i also love they have jk simmons back as jay jonah i love he that like he is just jay jonah in every yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just jay jonah in every universe yeah, he owns yeah. that character he owns it yeah i mean because who else would you want to get they're gonna have to ai That's generate funny. him in like 30 years <laughs> yeah the cg him in like uh like rise of skywalker or whatever yeah all right. Yeah. Um, I like this movie a lot. It's a high seven or low eight. Give it a high seven for now. We'll see what it's like on a uh, second watch with better sound, subtitles, 4K Blu-ray, all that jazz. Loved it. Uh, it'll probably be on my list at 2020. Yeah. I'm with you on the sound. I feel like I'd rate it higher if the sound was better. It's just so I, I'll probably I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 for now. And I think after my second watch, I'll probably raise it to a nine. But I just can't. It's hard for me to like get past that, where I can't. I can't hear the movie. Like I couldn't hear the dialogue that yeah. was like important. So and that that really took me out of it. I'm sure it would have been like way more intense, like those action scenes, if if the sound wasn't so like quiet. Yeah, that really bothered me. Yeah. The, the sound. I wish it was better. I don't know why That's they fair like. Enough, yeah. it, it is. It is not what I was expecting. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're gonna fix it now. Like, they they would, like, say, we're going to fix it now after it made, like, $400 million already. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everyone saw it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Punish the people who bought tickets to the premiere. Yeah. Everybody who wasn't kind of, like, fucked them over. Mm -hmm. You get the good version. Yeah, exactly. Oops. Guess you have to see it twice now. Sorry. (laughs) They're going to patch it in theaters like the movie Cats. I mean, it's it's much better than Cats. I'm just saying. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's it. Yeah, um, um, despite my gushing, um, I actually think, yeah, uh, four star, eight out of ten for now, um, very high. Uh, I just need, I don't know, a bit more time, I need to see it again, and I need to see how they follow it up um, before I can kind of truly see how it sits in my mind. Um, so that's where I'm sitting for now. I do, I do prefer that first movie. I think it's more complete, um, despite the little nitpicks here and there. Um, but yeah. It is amazing. Karsten? Oh, um, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm i probably at the same, about a four, four out of five, maybe four and a half. Um, kind of like Ralph was saying, like, I would, it'd be interesting to see it with uh, better sound. I, I do right. think, like, it's probably, like, the best looking animated movie I've seen, uh, maybe ever, but, like, yeah. story-wise, yeah, I, I would have to see it a second time to kind of see if... If it emotionally hits with me a little bit harder, I, I think that's the one thing that that pulls me out a little bit is, and that's just kind of what happens with all these a lot of multiverse movies. It's not it doesn't hit close to home necessarily, uh, but yeah, I I'm at a solid four right now. Yeah, yeah. The multiverse okay. thing's really bad when they like ki- like kill characters and bring them back, and that's not really something like no one's do. ever really good. Like there's like stakes. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no one dies yeah. ever. <laughs> even the characters, like even just the random people that Spider-Man couldn't save, like they'll probably be back. 
So just let everybody that's, die. That's such a comic fine. book, like it's a comic book curse, isn't it? I do actually have uh, one more Spider Verse thing. Not really to do with the movie. Um, I, d- I, I really don't think they're going to make this date, this March date, for the next one. No, um, why would they? I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, everyone needs to get prepared for a, a delay. Like in five years. A fairly long one. <laughs> I assumed that I they right. had already like made it or is like... They're no. like wrapping up on it. <laughs> one of them like hadn't, hadn't even I'm recorded wrong. their lines while this one was in theaters. I think there was like a weird news There's, thing. Yeah, that, yeah. There's an interview for Gwen. Damn, that's yeah. a crazy deadline. Then. There's no, there's no way. <laughs> I thought that was one of the first steps. Yeah, yeah. Who's to say? Oops. I hope they don't like crunch and rush it. I hope they don't. Yeah. I hope it doesn't turn into one of those. That would be really funny. It's just like a like it like the whole movie's like not even in color. It's just like like far like yeah. less good animation than Black this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's something written, but man, I, I'm sure it's rough right now. It's all live action. All the characters look like they have buttholes. They have to edit it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cats. Yeah. All right. Uh, there was a film recommendation by Cars Ten. Would you like to describe? The film, give a little blurb, and then we'll talk about it. We'll sure have a spoiler thing. discussion, but you can give a spoiler-free description of what it is. For sure. Uh, I recommended Wendy and Lucy. It's a 2008 film by Kelly Reichardt. Um, one of her, I think it's her third film. Yes. Um, but it is about uh, a woman named Wendy who's traveling to Alaska on her own with her dog, Lucy. And kind of what happens when her car breaks down and she loses her dog. And that's a pretty simple summary, I guess, to start off with. But yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a, <laughs> it's a devastating movie. And I, I think it's really, I didn't think about this when I recommended it, but it's kind of funny to pair this with <laughs> such a maximalist film, like uh, Across yeah. the Spider-Verse, because yeah. this is very stripped down uh pretty straightforward um but i also think very uh pretty moving and and uh rich with its themes so i don't know i'm excited i i i also noticed that you guys hadn't um talked about any kelly i know adam you've seen some of her films mm-hmm. uh but i was like i want to just bring one of her movies to the podcast cuz i think she's like one of the best um auteurs working today she has a very distinct style and is like she just put out a film this year called showing up and is like still kind of at the top of her game in my opinion so this is one of her earlier films and i mean i'm sure people are already aware of her but if you're not i think this is a good uh starting Mm -hmm. point and Mm -hmm. i want to see i want to see that yeah and she did a first cow first cow's great that made my 2019 list um first cow's funny because that's like her most popular i'm pretty sure just because of the pandemic and it was like kind of conveniently it's got a good title available t- yeah yeah. First, yeah yeah and it's uh it's a 24 also yeah like that's yeah um that's but it is a weird place to start with her so if you it <laughs> is it is a weird movies. place to start with her i agree <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i thought it was great I've though i've seen four of her films so i guess half Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really connected with certain women. I like that one. The oh, most yeah. Probably, yeah. Or at least most of the film. 
Uh, yeah, because that one's funny because it's like three different stories. So yeah. it's like it's like the French Dispatch where some of them you're like, I'm into that. And the other ones you're not as into. But that one is I love certain women a lot. Yeah. Um, I find with movies like that, if there's one that I don't like love, I find that usually on the second watch, like expecting the beats of them and being like, OK, this one's a bit more slower paced and knowing what's coming beforehand, right. I wind up liking it more. So I'm excited to see that one again. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about um, Meek's cutoff. I I kind of stayed away from it because I heard it was boring. <laughs> but now that I like, I like the director. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's unfortunately kind of one of the reasons this was blind spot for me because I remember I, I, we must have listened to the same review, Ralph. I, I remember the scathing mm-hmm. review of Meek's Meek's cutoff oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's fine. I still haven't seen it. And yet. it yeah, it just kind of put me off ever checking out her movies. But yeah, it, interesting filmography here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of westerns. Like now, I wasn't back then, but uh, I'd be curious how that kind of flows now. How that mm-hmm. comes across? Right. Um, yeah, who knows? She's a very like uh, naturalistic director. Very like slow paced, mm-hmm. and you know, excellent dialogue. Like really like strong, um, mm-hmm. like realistic dialogue. Um, yeah, it's just what I noticed from her movies, from the few I've seen. I've I've tried. I I apparently tried watching Meeks cut off a while ago. So who knows what age uh, I was. <laughs> mm. I remember not <laughs> being super into it, kind of finding it boring. Yeah. Yeah. But I was I also kind of felt that way about First Cow. Um, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind, I guess. But yeah, Wendy and Lucy and certain women connected with me more for sure. Fun fact about Wendy and Lucy. This is with this film being from 2008. This was right around the time where I was like really kind of discovering and getting into this genre of like sad personal indie <laughs> character dramas mm-hmm. just mm. like really low budget movies like this and so i've i saw this multiple times when i was younger for sure when oh, wow. they when she started humming and that higher pitch part where she's like mm-hmm. like that unlocked the memory i was like oh yeah like i must have seen <laughs> this multiple times when i was, <laughs> when i was younger mm. Oh, yeah. So it always had it, it's it's always kind of kept like an interesting special place in my heart, even though I'm not like, you know, a huge like, oh, this is the best movie ever sort of thing. Like I have my criticisms with mm-hmm. it, but it was definitely a part of my like growth into understanding the types of things that I like and tr- trying to look for more films that aren't just explicitly advertised to you in large uh, <laughs> theatrical you know, right, posters yeah. and presentations and all that stuff. So, absolutely, I, I think that she kind of like served the same thing for me in, in that I, I think Old Joy was the first movie of hers I saw, and it, it did a similar thing where mm-hmm. it really put me on to this pace of film, and I really fell in love with just, just yeah, like you were saying, very this very naturalistic style of filmmaking and and the low budget indie stuff. It just she does it really well, um, and yeah. Yeah, what was the budget on this? A dollar. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah. One dollar. <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, Pocket change. 200,000, 300. Wow. I don't know if there's a definitive. Yeah, that's uh, great. But. That's awesome. Yeah, that's micro. Yeah. It looks great, too, I thought. I love the look of the mm-hmm. movie. I love the film look, the grain. It looks totally. great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is IMDb down for anybody else, by the way? Yeah, it's down for me. Oh, it is? Okay. I'm using, <laughs> yeah. Using yeah, I was going to check out if... Uh, how prominent Michelle Williams was before this film. 
Because this, I think this was one of her breakout roles, really. Yeah, this is like pretty early. Like this is the first time I noticed her, I guess. Mm-hmm. But maybe there was more before that. No, I'm sh- I think Let's she see. had. I'm gonna double check, but I think she had career before. Dawson's Creek. Never watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. No, she she was in a lot of stuff before. Let's see if we got her filmography on Wikipedia mm-hmm. here or something. Ooh. She had, you know, Brokeback Mountain before this. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was before this. Okay, never yeah. mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. but her, her in a leading role. <laughs> her in a leading role, I guess. Yeah, this, her in a leading. A, right. It's yeah. a different kind of status, I guess. It's a different She's kinda. great in it. A really strong cast, too. Um, yeah, when you're, like, carrying the yeah. movie, essentially, when the entire thing is, like, how is this character feeling and how are they expressing it? Do I see this on right. screen? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, yeah, this film probably helped to really further legitimize her. Although, did she get nominated for an Oscar for Brokeback? Someone did. Not anyway, sure. Fuck it. No. IMDb is down. Sure that we, was can't, a big we can't speak there. facts anymore. <laughs> we'll just have to speculate. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, we're useless without IMDb. What are we going to do? <laughs> That's all my commentary. I don't say anything real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just read the IMDb reviews. Right. <laughs> That's what the podcast is. Yeah, I like the I like the rest of the cast. I thought everyone it was basically great. I like the security guard there, played by Wally Dalton. He was yeah, very yeah. Good. There were yeah. some fun characters. Yeah, and I really liked the mechanic, played by Will Patton. Oh, he's so good. He's yeah. so yeah. funny. Weirdly, <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. My my favorite was the uh, the grocery store clerk guy, the employee oh, with the crucifix, because it just felt like a mm. real character like it it felt like yeah yeah there there was a little bit of commentary going on with the costume design like uh the crucifix (laughs) he's like oh you have to (laughs) blah 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 and i love the the dynamic between him and his boss because his boss was almost like you know he it seems like he has a bit of a conscious like seriously like she's like a can of dog food just let her go and he's like but but no one's above the law we gotta you know we gotta do this because this is a right thing to do he's like "Eh, like i Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. It sets off the whole movie. So it's about setting a good example and then it just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruins her life. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a terrible character. I mean a great character, but <laughs> also terrible, yeah. Great character, bad person. Just a piece of shit. Great morally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree with everything he's doing. Yeah. Um But yeah, I um I mean, what did you guys, Alex and Ralph, how'd you guys feel about the film? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's funny, the the contrast with this maximalist to minimalist, <laughs> naturalist type of thing we're going on right now. Um, very matter of fact, but mm-hmm. I do love films that explore these kind of disenfranchised people who've fallen through the cracks and kind of taking this no-nonsense approach is not sensationalized. It is, it's not even really interested in exploring why or how the characters got to where they are particularly it's more mm-hmm. about just them in the now and the, their daily struggles um yeah there are some films that follow these kind of similar themes with these kinds of kind of characters that i got kind of more of a emotional response out of be it like i daniel blake leave no trace mm-hmm. nomadland but i think yeah what you're saying with these characters they are they they do feel real and endearing and yeah that mechanic guy you you've seen that guy in real life and you, the same could be said with a bunch of the characters. I was never pulled out 
uh, yeah, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's funny because um, I just like got my car fixed recently. It, it like reminded me like of that guy, like the mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's like literally like that guy. Like, so, like, <laughs> like she yeah, was talking about like, like the thing wrong with her car or whatever. Or, like, yep, that's like how I was talking. Like she has like no idea what she's talking about. And he's like, yep, your your belt or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. I I like how he never makes eye contact with her, and even though you can't see yeah. a perspective shot, you can tell just by the way that it's filmed. Like he's he's looking so low and looking away he's just like there's this kind of implicit communication of just like not respecting her <laughs> yeah just in the, yeah. In the body yeah, language yeah. it's especially. just like he's like running a business like yeah. he's not really you know he doesn't really care about like her personal life or anything she's just like right. yeah yeah you know. sure aliens took your car okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah. how they handle the dog as well, actually, because mm-hmm. um, again, that could be one of those, you know, I am legend, like totally manipulating the audience type mm-hmm. angle. I was wondering like how they were going to handle like the emotional stuff with the dog, but I do like the way it concludes with her kind of letting her go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like the only thing the- she has really is that dog, and mm-hmm. so yeah, like the whole point of the story is like you know her trying to like find the one thing that like you know like the only thing she has in her life basically like trying to get it back yeah so it did like work. she's probably got rich parents she's probably gonna go <laughs> yeah. home with them they've got <laughs> a nepo baby yeah i think that's yeah. like a very uh I, I you were kind of saying this earlier alex like they i feel like they don't say that much about her backstory or like where she's coming mm. from or why she's doing this. She's faking it. I'm pretty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that like it, it could, you know, turn some people off from the movie, but I, I like the fact that it doesn't open up her to like criticism and that people would be like, well, she put herself in this situation. Yeah. It's like mm. you can kind of just look at her yeah. in this position, like for what it as what it is. And like, I don't know. I, I think that's a it's a pretty interesting choice to not really show any backstory because yeah, maybe she does have <laughs> rich parents and yeah, like <laughs> she's, that would just she's method acting yeah. for another role. She's playing Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's researching. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I really I think that ending is um, it's so it's I really like it because it's not a fully. It's not a happy ending, but it's not that it's it's the right ending, I would say. Um yeah. like yeah. I was like she definitely Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really uh it's just an interesting way to end the film and um felt very fitting for what the rest of the film is cuz I feel like a lot of it is like she's trying to get other people to like help her out here and it seems like no one is willing to like see her as like a person that like <laughs> could use some help um like the mechanic is a great example it's like he doesn't make eye contact he just doesn't even really see her as as anything else um and i feel like the ending is her kind of helping the dog out in a way and being like yeah. i should give this dog yeah. the better life and in doing so it it works in her benefit because she can finally move forward and get out of this town and go where she needs to go and you know you don't know if that ends up being a good thing um I, I can't imagine things get any easier, but she does like get to move forward, which I think is, um, I don't know, kind of what the film's about at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Very mm-hmm. bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. I just really, yeah. really connected to that dialogue. I, you know, I said a lot on the show, mm-hmm. like it's really hard to write 
characters and make them feel like they're real people and make it feel mm-hmm. realistic. And this film like really did that. Like the dialogue is super strong and the the performances too, I think, help with that. Like all the acting is mm-hmm. great. They really sell that dialogue. And yeah, it's just it's not very showy. It's very it's just like I, I don't know. I can't point to anything specific, but it's just like how how people really talk with like, you know yeah. stammering and it's just great. I think that all the acting was great except one girl close to the beginning where they obviously had a bunch of non-actors around the fire pit and she just I I, know. the one girl not a strong opener I'm sorry oh, <laughs> like, I know who you're talking about you, yeah. I'm, I'm sure oh, you know yeah, who I'm yeah. talking about she really does kind of like that's not how people you shouldn't have given her any speaking <laughs> roles like if you want to have non-actors in this scene that's fine she's not the one you should have gotten to say a words <laughs> yeah right, but i like right. the guy telling the story about like the the yeah, whatever bulldozer that, 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 that they cra- yeah up. that they crash into the <laughs> like they i destroyed this hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment in four seconds and like yeah. michelle williams she just like gets the fuck out of there like in the middle of the story she's like let's get out of here like these people yeah. are crazy i love that <laughs> that's yeah. a great i enjoyed that part at least mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah this uh premiered at con oh i didn't even know that yeah yeah it did and it won the Palm Dog, a real award. <laughs> oh, it yeah. is a real yeah. award. Palm Dog. Uh, Lucy got the Palm Dog. So if you have a movie and it's a Cannes <laughs> Film Festival, put a dog in it, you might win the Palm, Palm Dog. There's not a lot of I did not know that was a... It's I a thought you were award. joking. It is no, a real that's a real. No, that is a real... Yeah. I thought you were joking. That's crazy. I know, right? I love that. I love that. The Once Upon a that's Time great. in Hollywood dog, didn't, didn't that dog win that year? Yeah. For, uh, you put a dog in a movie, it's going to win the Palm Dog if it premieres again. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great dog. So Speaking of, where there was this like weird yeah. thing. We, like Ken Loach has won the Palm Dog multiple times without like... <laughs> I haven't seen a dog in one of his films. What, the most recent Palm Dog he won was like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't associate him with dogs. What? But, so yeah, we'll yeah, have to either. solve that mystery. Maybe Ken Loach identifies as a dog. We don't really know. But right, I would, right. <laughs> what's kind of interesting about that is this film does remind me of Ken Loach's films. You mentioned I, Daniel Blake. And I think what yeah. the, the similarities are that it's a really grounded story in terms of just like American poverty <laughs> and mm-hmm. and not having the proper support systems. And what I really like about these like grounded stories is like, you watch the movie and you're like, damn, this is happening to like thousands of people right now. Like these exact same mm-hmm. things. It's not like super sensationalized. Yeah. It's not like so overdramatic, like the craziest fucking thing happens and then blah, explosion and gun and blah, 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 blah. Although guns aren't out of the equation in America either. But, <laughs> you know, just like being trapped in poverty and not having like a proper way out of it and trying your best, but still the system is kind of just preventing you from being able to climb out of that fucking pit you know there's there's poor taxes essentially like it's it's more Mm -hmm. expensive to be poor like it's fucked and and so it always it always makes me a bit like kind of upset and it's a a little bleak i guess overall seeing a film like this or a lot of ken loach movies where it's just like damn like people are getting screwed and it's getting worse (laughs) in a lot of ways right yeah I mean, like, I, I also think about Sean Baker a lot mm-hmm. when I watch this because mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of his films are about the same thing. And that's even bleaker to think about because his are more, a little bit more modern. And it's just crazy how, yeah, it's nothing has really changed since this. Um, 
but yeah i don't know it's i i agree i i don't think i i always thought of this as like a really sad movie but on rewatch i was like it's just a upsetting kind of frustrating movie it makes me angrier than it does <laughs> the other mm-hmm. way so i don't know it's just a frustrating watch yeah, yeah. but in a good way uh, yeah it's the whole point isn't it? it's like <laughs> yeah shining a light on these on these people that I don't know, a lot of people like have really strange opinions about like homeless people and yeah, like a real cruelty. Um, yeah. But which is expressed through the film with some of these characters yeah. and how they treat her. Um, and yeah, yeah, it is a sad state. Yeah. For there's sure. a real, uh, there's a real pervasive fuck you got mine attitude <laughs> in the States, especially. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. Everybody's just kind of trying yeah. to scam someone else. Like every ad on TV is like a scam. <laughs> like, right. Everybody's just, trying, it's just it's, yeah. I mean, it's difficult yeah. when there's when you, you kind of get overwhelmed when there's that many people that are in poverty, uneducated and just like it creates like such a huge problem to try to solve that a lot of people do just get kind of jaded and tell themselves like, yeah, well, you know, fuck it. What can you do? And then the problem gets worse. And then it's like, OK, well. You know, your rich neighborhood's not going to be safe forever. There's going to be, you're going to see the homeless crisis soon if you're not seeing it right now. Right. It's not just going to be in the fucking downtown spots with the good food, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that channel on YouTube, isn't there, that um, they just kind of drive around through impoverished places in yeah. the US, just kind of showing off like how bad it is and some, mm-hmm. and it's quite shocking. Uh, we have homeless problem here, but like the scale of it in America is quite, quite distressing. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, that's like one of the reasons I left L.A. It's like the homeless problem there is really bad. And, you know, it's bad yeah. in New York, too, but it's it's like really bad in L.A. There's like homeless camps like under the highway and on the beach. And like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Pretty it's bad. <laughs> yeah. There's like yeah. serious problems that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And-, and then you go like down the block and t- into Beverly Hills and there's like none of that. It's like actually insane. Like, yeah. like there's like a cutoff point. Like you see it. There's like homeless people. And then not nothing like for like blocks because it's like oh, that's where all the rich people live, and they probably yeah. have like security and whatever you know. It's like yeah, exactly. Shoo shoo, such a disconnect. Yeah, get out of here. I think it's very uh, intentional. Yeah, uh, that I, I don't know the a lot of the the things that would make her life easier in the film and that do make her life easier aren't like these crazy solutions and like a shit ton of like uh, systematic or um systemic systemic change yes uh systemic change it's like the guy at the end literally gives her like six bucks and it's like enough money to get her like breakfast and like yeah uh, get to see the dog um and Uh yeah i don't know it's just i i like the fact that a lot of um i don't know the things that make her life easier aren't these like bigger things it's just simple true kindness that yeah. uh it's hard to find i guess <laughs> that's why i really like the security guard character because it like it's like because he could be seen as like kind of an authority figure of of mm-hmm. sorts because he's like a mm. security guard but he's like very sympathetic to her situation tries to help her out like as much as right he can. yeah and that's like you know it's like showing the other side of it too it wasn't mm-hmm. so like one-sided like oh look at all these like authority figures like bring him down like he did actually have like some humanity in him and it's like yeah he's just a guy he's just a person you know he's doing the best he can given the situation he's got a great line um can't get an address without an address a job without a job it's all fixed (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's bleak (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really can true. Oops. Big oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I thought I had another thing to say, but I forgot about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm curious, Adam, you uh you said you have some criticisms. I am curious like what some of the I mean, well, just kind of like that one girl at the beginning is a really big one. (laughs) Anything that like takes me out of it and reminds me that it's a movie. There's also kind of a funny line. She was like, my dog's like, what'd she say? Like 34 pounds. And it's like, okay, well, (laughs) like, okay, in the script, the dog was starving, but you didn't want to starve a real dog. The dog doesn't like, you can't see the dog's like, (laughs) it's it's like, okay, maybe change the line or get a smaller dog. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's a fun fact that I, I mean, I don't know if you guys already knew, but um, this is like Kelly Rockhart's actual dog. Um, oh, nice. And oh, all right. I, just, oh, really? no. I do think it's funny that like she'll like go to set and like shoot this like devastating movie trying to find the dog and gets to like go home and <laughs> it's just <laughs> happy and healthy, has no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll also say when she gets reunited with the dog that is a very toned down reaction from the dog i think we've all seen enough youtube videos of like yeah anybody who's like had a friend that's owned a dog or whatever if you leave for like an hour it'll be freaking out when you come back (laughs) five minutes lucy two minutes lucy's gone for like a few days and the dog's like oh what's up i don't know it's it depends it depends on the dog I know it does. It depends on the, on the dog. dog. Some dogs right. have more. Some dogs have yeah. autism. Like my, I just got back from vacation, um, and I went to go see my dog. He was very like, you know, he wasn't like jumping all over me. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, you know, very like downplayed. Maybe he just didn't miss me, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think he missed me. Yeah, he's just very downplayed. You know, like he just walked up to very me and licked me. Yeah. yeah. He's got like arthritis too, so maybe like didn't want to jump up oh, or whatever. That's actually <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, yeah. but you know. It, it, that didn't really take me out of it. Yeah, the mm-hmm. dog was cute. Uh, I like any movie with a dog. You know, uh, like you don't even any have to movie get me, with a dog. You don't have to get me to like care about a dog. It's just like a dog. <laughs> Airbud. Yeah, even Air, yeah. even Airbud. Terminator yeah. Two. Golden Receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cats. I don't think there's a dog in that one. <laughs> there's not a dog in cats. <laughs> yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. If they put a dog in, it would have been great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would have fixed it. Yeah, so I, I I guess it's not necessarily like, oh, yeah, these things that are like way wrong with the film, but it's what it needs to be, but what it needs to be, what it feels it needs to be isn't necessarily what I want the most out of the film. Um, totally. It yeah. is, you know, very reserved and like held back, but to the point for me personally where it's like a little teetering it on the edge of like kind of repetitive. Mm-hmm where I might want like a little bit more out of that. Like I can I can soak in a lot about, you know, what the movie is saying and the characters and the interactions and, you know, these little details about, you know, especially what she winds up doing to find her dog. I like that she's like tying her clothes everywhere and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can see someone getting really desperate and doing that. There's some great scenes yeah. in here, but at the end of the day, it's not like it's not it it, it doesn't leave a whole lot in my memory as like you know, this great, awesome movie that I really want to go back and discover. It more or less just kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of like a time period in my life when I was discovering the movie. And I have a bit of nostalgia for that, I guess. Totally. Yeah. I could see that. 
it is a thing of like i i think with her movies she's very consistent and um in that way it's like they either do it for you or they don't and everyone kind of has their own film of hers that they like personally connect Mm -hmm. to and yeah i i can see personally i'm like i as like a dog guy i'm just (laughs) dog man very yeah very very sensitive to this kind of story um but yeah it's great Um, who doesn't love dogs who doesn't (laughs) cats yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's part of why they made the movie it's like oh yeah. it's about a dog people love this dog exactly yeah but you know it's a good movie too obviously it's people like with allergies stuff going on right people are allergic <laughs> to dogs i guess right. yeah i guess there's people who are allergic to dogs you can be allergic to fur you can get hypoallergenic dogs if you want yeah yeah i guess that's possible there's some dogs who don't have fur they have like exactly. hair mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't know old english sheep dogs good movie <laughs> yeah i will say um in the uk it was quite difficult to get my hands on um, oh yeah oh shit distribution really? yeah because hmm. I, I used a vpn to try and buy it through like amazon um oh. like america huh. uh, that's interesting because here just... it's like free on like multiple platforms you need a vpn to access the u.s amazon since when <laughs> um what are you talking about i don't know man uh, you just changed the url it's <laughs> just dot com instead of dot co dot uk yeah, I guess I didn't need to use a VPN, but um, <laughs> I was trying to buy it through there. Oh, I, um, see, I didn't even know yeah, that. It just wouldn't let me. Yeah. Because um, it's just it's just not available on any platform here. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. That's so strange. Yeah. There is a region-free Blu-ray by Oscilloscope Laboratories. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I found ABC. it, like, right on Tubi. Like, in the U.S., it's free on, like, multiple platforms. Like, not just one. You can go, like, Watch there's, really. like, five Peacock. different. Yeah, yeah Pe- Peacock and, like, Tubi and. Watch it on the cock. Yeah, Thank Peacock. You. <laughs> a great, great, great name for a service. Yeah, we made fun of that before. It's like, why would you name your... Yeah, name it like Pisscock. <laughs> if every Peacock ad just had Karsten saying in that exact same way, watch it on the cock, I think it would take off. <laughs> It'd be so much more successful. Yeah, I think I'd sign up. Spokesman yeah. for Peacock. <laughs> I'm a <Yeah>. cock spokesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's give our ratings. Um, yeah. Very nostalgic movie for it. Me. I connected with it. Maybe not like to an insane degree. I give it a uh, high six, low seven. Really enjoyable. Lots to appreciate. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much the with you. Uh, kind of low seven for me. Uh, three and a half star. Nice. Yeah. Everything you guys were saying. I liked the naturalistic style. Um, I, yeah, reminding me of this uh, Daniel Blake kind of thing. Uh, doesn't quite hit me as hard as some of these um, contemporaries, but yeah, everything about it was was pretty solid, uh, consistent, and I, I like the way you phrased it being the right way to end that story. The the right length, the right pace. It's only an hour twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> great, great moments, great performances. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It, it's nice and short. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd go eight out of 10 on it or four star. I really enjoyed it. I want to check out more from Kelly Reichardt because I, I like her movies. I'm, I want to see showing up soon. I've mm-hmm. heard it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll check that one out. Is that the new one? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the new one. Just came also starring uh, Michelle Williams, coincidentally. And mm-hmm. uh, Andre 3000. Oh, weirdly shit. enough, is in it. <laughs> that's, that's cool yeah, i might i might uh i might recommend yeah. like meek's cut off one day just to like because i you know i don't know if it's good yeah or i'm not, very curious yeah actually. i'm kind of curious yeah. about it now i haven't seen it mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah, Alex and I saw, like, the scathing review of it, like, years ago. Yeah, we're probably thinking of the <laughs> yes. same review. Yeah. 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 I'm giving it the uh, the full five. Big <gasps> fan of this movie. One of my yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, love it. I also, but I will say this was my second time watching it. And uh, it's one of those movies where I'm like, I really don't want to watch it again. Because it's <laughs> not a fun time. And yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. still love it. Still love it. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I was very happy to revisit it. Of course. Hell yeah. And Glad. now I have a Blu-ray. Amazing. Instead Amazing. of a burned DVD. Yeah, I watched it with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> there was. A, it's really funny. I had a. I had so many burned DVDs from like I would just rent movies and then like copy them or whatever. I was <laughs> however old, and then yeah, I had so many of them that I was like, I I was getting pretty fucking pro at copying the font with my permanent marker on my copy so that it looked like a really oh wow like legit it wasn't just like oh shitty writing like you could flip yeah. through the binder and know what movie it is just based on like the font as you're like quickly oh <laughs> uh, that's cool in. yeah yeah i was now yeah now i just buy blu-rays but your uh your blu-ray collection is insane i just gotta say my thank I, you. it's when it shows <laughs> up in my like recommended and it's like it's it says like my blu-ray collection and it's like an eight hour long video i'm like jesus fucking <laughs> yeah <Christ." laughs> yeah i've got more that was years ago wow yeah yeah gotta update it. i found a uh 4k blu-ray of the film waves and it's like this oh, yeah, big yeah. vinyl mm, size thing cool. that you can only get from japan oh my god yeah that's wow. great I will say, like, while we're on the topic, just really quick. I, I mean, I've always appreciated Blu-rays, but I'm like, especially with, like, streaming and, like, random movies just getting taken off of streaming services, I'm like, I really do mm. now appreciate Blu-rays. Uh, Physical media, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you own the movie. It's like, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the the quality's better, too. Exactly. Fucking Disney, Disney updated. What movie did they fucking update? Oh, the French connection. Yeah, the French something. connection I, to get right. rid of, yeah, yeah, I think, the N-word. <laughs> and yeah. uh, since they own the rights to it, it, they applied the update and it even affected the Criterion Channel version. So, like, there's right, just a chunk right. of the movie missing. Uh, that yeah. didn't happen to the Blu-ray, though. Nope. <laughs> so. yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Best quality. All right, question time. Okay, let's do some questions from the Sardonicast community. If you want to leave your own questions, head over to the suggestion thread over on the subreddit, r slash Sardonicast, just like r slash Jarmedia did. Seeing as both Ralph and Carsten are film school graduates, how much better do you think your opinions are than Adam and Alex? <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they don't know anything. These guys are they just don't dumb know shit. shit. This, is, yeah. this is my show. What if you combined <laughs> Alex and mine's opinion as one person? Would that be enough? No, not good enough. Mm, it's not, not enough. It's not, not educated Maybe. enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It doesn't really. If anything, that stuff probably ruins you. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it makes you less informed. (laughs) Because you meet so many fucking douchebags that are like, "Oh, well, this movie. uh, I've seen this many movies. uh, What do you? What do you know?" It's like there's a lot of that in film school. It's It's like like shut the fuck up. (laughs) There's there's so many people that go into school only to get the degree, not because they actually want to learn something, Mm -hmm. but because they want to tell people what they already know is is like fact now because they have a degree like so many people go into yeah, like psychology right. they're like i think i know a lot about other people i just want to be able to say i have the degree obviously not everybody <laughs> you know a lot of people are there to learn and to better themselves and like <laughs> yeah that's definitely a type of person yeah 
That's a good thing about going to like film school. You meet some people and they're like completely like delusional. You're like, wow, yeah. I, it like humbles you a little. I'm like, oh wow, I can actually <laughs> I'm not. Like, do this. Yeah, I was like this this guy's got no chance. <laughs> like, he yeah. just lives in his own fucking fairyland or whatever. It's like, well, okay, you're yeah. just a fucking idiot. The most yeah. successful graduates will be making commercials. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless you're really like, I don't know. I I know it's cliche. But I feel like I don't, I don't, I've learned more from like, honestly, like online stuff, like, I don't know, yeah. just finding stuff myself than I did in film school. Film school is just kind of there to like give you the, the tools and the resources yeah. and connections. Um, yeah. Connections. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah, find like-minded people. Right. So to answer the question, no, we, I, <laughs> I can't say <laughs> we do. <laughs> I don't know if we know that much more. But. I also, you know, depending on what film school you go to, I like the idea of sort of being, you know, the, the, some of the projects are like make a movie in like 48 hours. I think that's a very useful mm-hmm. skill set and mm-hmm. a useful yeah. sort yeah. of like disciplinary thing to do is like add more, more restrictions to what you're doing. You have to produce it by a certain date. Like that's that's very right. useful uh, just knowledge building and just... Uh, hands-on experience Definitely. yeah a lot of student Definitely. films like just don't even get done because they don't have yep. like a time frame right mm-hmm. that, that's perfect that's yeah i i totally agree that's how i made like some of my best stuff i think was through those like film festivals yeah 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 i think that's another nice thing about it. i realized like now that i'm out of film school that it's like it's harder to you know get the resources to make something and yeah like, right in film school you kind of have the safety net where it's like you can just try things out and if it sucks mm. that's what it's yeah. there for and you also have to like a pay people or at least yeah. like take time out of their lives so you know you, mm-hmm. you can't like you can't really fuck around like once you're out of school like that yeah right because it's, it's <laughs> exactly. time and money you're wasting then yeah is when you're a student, it's like, oh, whatever. You live in a dorm. You all live in a dorm. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, you know, <laughs> like, it's not like, it's not like real life, you know? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Anne Bott has this to say. Since I heard that Carsten's a big fan of primary colors in movies, I simply wanted to ask what your guys' favorite uses of color or color palettes in films are. Oh, I was just talking about Ron recently. That movie's great oh with the God. color. Yeah. It's like how all the, all the suns are like different color. Like the good sun is blue and the bad sun's like red. And the one in the middle mm. is like dressed in yellow. It's like so perfect, like the color. And you think about yeah. like Kurosawa, right? Like most of his career is making black mm. and white movies. And the mm. fact that he like mastered color like that, it's that's like super impressive. It's like right. really impressive. It's like a whole other medium, basically. That's how I felt when I watched that movie for the first time was I was like, it feels like he just like unlocked a new power or something when he started yeah, making, right? <laughs> like seeing his movies in color. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Of course, it's like amazing because he just yeah. understands lighting and I feel like the color theory so strongly that obviously it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And using it to like define characters and like, you know, like for the story too. It's not just, oh, it looks pretty. It, like you, you, it's like very clear visual meaning to like every color. It's like, oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. A Single Man with Colin Firth, uh, directed by mm. Mr. Ford. What is his name? Todd, Todd Ford? What is his name? I don't <laughs> remember his name. Her- Harrison Ford. Ford. <laughs> There's the guy, the clothing company guy. Yeah, Tom, Tom Ford. Ford. Yeah, Tom yeah, Ford, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's really interesting parts of that movie where it's like, on his depending on his mood, 
like things will get undersaturated or oversaturated and it's like it's a subtle enough shift that there's going to be tons of people that watch the movie without even noticing that that's happening mm-hmm. but to people who are really paying attention then it's like okay yeah this is a very clearly trying to communicate something about the character's internal thought processes i love i don't care if anybody shits on me for this i love sin city i i have a positive memory mm. of that movie no, yeah. in my mind uh who knows maybe i'll rewatch it as an adult and hate it but there's stuff about it that really has stuck with me forever and its use of color and lack thereof and you know the yellow and the red just selectively appearing and then there's so many films and like ads even that have tried to replicate that just because it was like a really cool idea doing selective color mm-hmm. yeah it's striking yeah yeah, yeah i love choice. that i love that movie too yeah i'd have to uh shout out a film i probably think about once a day uh i mean stalker um, I love wow. the part of that movie. Yeah. I love the imagery of that movie. These washed out like browns, greens, and blues. I found this like website uh, that it sells these like kind of posters that uh, it like takes every frame of the movie and mm-hmm. puts them in like a row. Um, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Have mm-hmm. you seen these? Yeah. They're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've I keep seen looking those. At the yeah. ones that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, put it in my bathroom or something. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a big standout for me. Wait, let me yeah. let me look that up. I can't remember what it's called. I should have I should have noted it down before. I should know it too. I've seen those before. Yeah, I've seen it from yeah, Fincher it's, it's movies. It's a cool idea. Uh huh. Yeah. Like yeah. the average color of the movie, mm-hmm. or the color timeline. Yeah, yeah. that's basically like what you got. Yeah. yeah. I would say the Umbrellas of Cherbourg or the Young Girl, both that and uh, Young Girls of Rochefort. I want to say, um, two Jacques Demy movies that, like if you have like heavily inspired la la land and you can tell it's like very colorful very poppy and mm-hmm. just yeah. t- deliberate and oh my god they're just beautiful they're from like the 60s but they stand out like they're still more colorful and interesting than most movies today mm-hmm. so i have yet to really see a beautiful. jacques demi i know it's on my oh they're so good there's a lot yeah. of french new wave that i haven't gotten into yet so yeah alex you just sent it yeah the the color yeah, palette yeah. thing yeah that's Movie sick palette.com yeah. Look at the the La La Land one. It's like fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like all kinds, <laughs> it's like all kinds of different colors. It's like green and blue. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Also, uh, Mishima, uh, Life in Four Chapters, that uh, Paul Schrader movie, just the oh, most yeah. insane production design, and <laughs> it's like otherworldly. But uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was crazy. I, I saw that pretty recently. I can't watch list anything. IMDb's down. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's already in <laughs> gotta get a letterbox. Yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Okay, Clopfish has this to say: What do you think about the IMAX debacle between Tom Cruise losing IMAX screens for MI Dead Reckoning Part <laughs> One one week after its release to Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer? Mm. Change the date if it's that important. Change the yeah. date of your movie release. Delay yeah, it. yeah, they should push the date up absolutely if you don't want to compete with like the most hyped movie of the year then don't put your movie in yeah. theaters the same time right yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like, what do you expect it's fucking yeah, christopher that's... nolan dude like what, what do you expect <laughs> it's kind of his brand yeah yeah right it's not gonna compromise no mm-hmm. he, yeah they should definitely move it up to like the fourth of july because i don't think there's much coming out like early july i mean i could be wrong no. but it's like so crowded because yeah it's like there's that mission impossible movie oppenheimer and barbie all in like one weekend i'm like why don't we just Uh 
push push it up all there all there is after that is like teenage mutant ninja turtles like <laughs> just yeah. spread it out a bit yeah I, I would say like push it up to like the first week of july because if you push it back too much then it won't make as much money because like the summer's over everyone's going back to school people are busy yeah, in like yeah. august or whatever but if you push it up like early july i think it would work fine that might be like i guess they're worried like people won't go see it because it's too soon but yeah they're mm. kind of in a bad spot because like june is fucking packed with movies there's like a ton of movies out right now so yeah, it can't come out yeah. like now there's like little mermaid and flash and spider-man <laughs> and like there's like transformers so like yeah i think early july would work fine for it if that was, if it was like my decision but yeah like yeah. after oppenheimer i mean oppenheimer is going to be i think that's going to be like one of the most successful movies of the year even more so than mission impossible even if it's bad it'll be <laughs> i think it'll be fine but you know it's like how many times can like it be that. tom cruise's summer you know like, like it was his summer last year with uh top gun right right and, and like you know mission impossible they're good but it's like i i don't know if they're gonna top fallout and also it's like i'm getting kind of mm. sick of like the tom cruise like stunt every movie like oh he look at it like he tries he tries to kill himself this way in this movie and like he jumps <laughs> off a cliff is that why it's a two-part thing because it's like the last one they can get out of him and it's like okay we we can maybe get two more make it two uh, parts yeah it's like his yeah, final yeah. hurrah yeah uh-huh, maybe they could push it back a little more to like the fall or like yeah. you know around christmas time that could work for it too but yeah i just don't think it's a good idea i don't think people are as hyped for it as he thinks they are because like i feel like with top gun 2 something refreshing about that movie is it wasn't like sold on like the stunts or whatever it was just like yeah. a good movie like yeah. the stunts are great but it's not like oh look tom cruise is gonna jump off a cliff again and you know, it's just, uh, I feel like people are kind of sick of that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how many times are you going to sell the movie with, like, some amazing stunt, you know? It's, like, getting kind of old. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll see how it comes Maybe together. that's just me. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, like, situation, that, you know? It reminds me, like, when Tarantino was, like, upset with, like, uh, The Hateful Eight. I, I think it was, like... Hmm. Like, was it Hateful Eight? Yeah. It was Disney, wasn't it? He was beefing. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Star Wars. That was Star Wars, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that one, there's a little more, like, of a debate, I guess, of, like, you know, an independent artist versus, like, a big studio, like, with a temple, like, Star Wars movie. But this is, like, you know, it's, like, Mission Impossible 6 Part 1 or whatever. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, there's only so much, like, I, I could shed a tear for him, you know? I'm sure it'll be a fine movie. I just don't think it's going to, like, blow our socks off, like, Top Gun. Did. He still I'm has sure part people, two, anyway. Yeah. I mean... And I'm sure, like, people have seen it already, like, Mission yeah. Impossible. They probably know if it's, like, better than Oppenheimer or not. Like, certain, yeah. you know, in that circle, they've probably seen both those movies. Like, the, the theater curators or whatever. Yeah. They probably figured, like, yeah, Oppenheimer seems like more of a safe bet. Yeah, which I'm sure pissed him off. I mean, Nolan, too, he's, like, one of the biggest proponents of, like, IMAX film. Like, he's just been yeah. pioneering that shit yeah. for, like, a decade, you know. He's, like, the top dog there, so you can't really compete with him yeah. in terms of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have to pee real quick. I'll be back. I had some okay. Red Bull, I'm sorry. That I'll be right back. <laughs> Red Bull. I've been drinking some H2O. Good old The Way of yeah. Water. <laughs> the Way of Water. Are you making me sad. I've seen about these Avatar delays. Oh, oh no. yeah. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. like 2030 by the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be another 12 years. Fuck. Yeah. Wait, wait, if it's going to be Lava Navi next, then it'll be yeah. the, the 
what what other environments are there? Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be cool. Desert, like, desert. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Dune, I guess. He's 68 years old. I'm just like, he's Does still he got s- so much in him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. Gotta respect it. But I mean, I, I love that new one. I thought the new one was great. I yeah. really enjoyed it. It's on. I was a, surprised. Yeah, I wasn't like a big Avatar head, so I like you know caught up and. I was like lukewarm about the first one, but then again, I like wasn't there. Uh, I'm back. Hello. You know? Mm. Yeah, sure. At the time, like the first Avatar was like amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, there was actually like more of a response to that one probably than this new one, but this yeah. new one still did great. I, I love the new one. It's totally. on Disney Plus now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably right. watch that again. Another question? Um, I'm actually going to hijack this because I want to bring up something. Um, <gasps> oh. Any of you guys seen The Idol? Not yet, but I hear <laughs> its reception is kind of I've funny. seen some of it. So I'm actually excited. <laughs> I I've have... seen the first two episodes. Have you, have you seen the, the... How many episodes have you seen, Kirsten? I, I saw one episode and I fell asleep. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I've seen, uh, yeah, the first two. I watched the second one yesterday. It was so... I don't know. It's Man. You know, it's it's entertaining. Um, but I, it's kind of like... watching a car crash, yeah. Right, it's like Euphoria <laughs> season two, where I'm like, this is entertaining for now, and it's going to get to a point where it just gets so tedious, and and <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I don't know how much more I have in me. You know that scene in Euphoria season two where the uh, that character is like singing to the main yeah. character. Um, yeah, it's like the most excruciating, like kind it's of like cringy. a six minute song. Yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. yeah. What were they um, thinking? It's, it's kind of like it feels like that scene, but expanded and like way more <laughs> sexualized yeah. and crazy. Um, it's so okay. I'm hyped. Maybe I'll do a watch along. Oh, it'd be a great watch along. Good. Um, yeah. All right, let's do it. But <laughs> I, uh, the thing about this show is that they play this one pop song that I'm, you know, oh what God. I'm talking about. They yeah, play it. Yeah. They've played it like twenty times already, and it's like <laughs> gotten to a point where it isn't earworm. And I like, I've had it stuck in my head for like two days, and it. It, it makes me so upset because I have to like keep thinking about the show oh, no. <laughs> because it's like in my head. It's on and Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> it's on Spotify. It I was it. Yeah, so I was like, are they trying? Are they like trying to push this or something? Are they trying I to get this no on TikTok idea. or like what is the thinking with this? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah the why big not? Deal yeah. about it was like there's a, like a lot of like nudity or like sexual content in it that's like makes people go or like when it premiered at con, people were like, oh, it's so like. I don't know, gratuitous or whatever. I'm just like mm-hmm. so tired of like that marketing gimmick or whatever. It's just it, like, I don't care. Like, I don't think anyone cares if there's like nudity in a fucking show or not. You know, it's like, it's not a big deal. I, it's, they keep saying that like, oh, we're put, we're taking it too far. And that's, it's like revolutionary because of that. And it's like the sex stuff isn't taking it too far. I don't really. think it's so. It's just yeah. like cringy. <laughs> like, right. Uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. It's just embarrassingly like performed. Like, yeah, it's two it's two actors who like don't really have any chemistry and don't really have any screen presence. Like, <laughs> no, the yeah. end is like hilarious in the in the show. Yeah, I've seen some of the dialogue like on our Reddit, like people clowning on the dialogue, and it's like, oh yeah, like like spread your ass out, <laughs> shit like that. You know, it's like so bad. I'm like, this oh. is fucking terrible. Like, is this yeah, supposed it reads to like be fan like fiction? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, like we're really pushing the edge here, but it's like so fucking like tame, and it's like, okay, Lily Rose Depp is like Johnny Depp's daughter, and it's like. All right, like yeah. okay, it's just like what's what's the big fucking deal? Like you know, just, that's how I feel about the whole thing. Like everyone's, it's been so hyped up because of like all this like explicit stuff. But there's like nothing in the show that I saw that was like very like pushing the boundaries. No, or not. it's not even that explicit. It's just like 
weird. (laughs) So on the nose and shallow. Yeah, it's really irritating. My favorite. I really like the uh, the score is pretty good. Um, that's the best thing I can say is that I I think the not the the pop songs but like the actual like score for the show is like it's it's decent. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, and the thing with Euphoria that kind of carried me for was like there's a lot of like kind of energetic camera work and production. Mm, so yeah, really kind of fun yeah. to follow. There's really none of that so far. It's kind of ex- the, the the it's like glacial. The, the right, pace yeah. of the show. Yeah, like nothing has happened in the two hours that. It's <laughs> a great so far. point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But apparently, it's doing sure. very well as far as viewers. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure people are tuning in because of like all the controversy around it. Like, oh, it's so explicit. It's like tons of like nudity mm-hmm. and sex, and it's like, nah, not really. Like, I just turned 18. It's it just yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's people looking <laughs> yeah. for fat material. Well, yeah, they have the built-in it's audience like, of uh, the weekend, obviously, and I think he, yeah. I think he was in like the writers' room and mm. contributed to a lot of it. Uh, and then the yeah. someone- step apparently has a big audience. Someone from like a K-pop uh, band is in it, That's too, right. which yeah, I think yeah. brings in a huge uh, audience just for her. She's barely in it. Yeah, but. people are upset at her on TikTok or something. Like oh, really? I, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's upset about everything. I don't even know what's real. <laughs> yeah. I hope it doesn't like hurt other shows that are like this, like shows about like pop stars or shows that are like explicit like oh that's like trash content now i think the show is just boring yeah you know like i don't think anything hurts yeah, the show written, yeah yeah it's just mm-hmm. badly written show i think that's really the biggest takeaway like we should take from it not like oh we can't have like explicit stuff in movies anymore because like the idol or <laughs> like nah, <laughs> i yeah. just it's just like a boring kind of show like it's just not well thought out really mm-hmm. um because yeah i don't really care about that stuff it's just like yeah, it's like kind of a dull show, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably hate watch it to the end. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna finish <laughs> the whole thing. That said, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> can't wait to see what happens next week. Uh, yeah, yep. Okay, Lily of the Valley has this to say. As both CGI and AI get more advanced, do you think film studios will have less of a justification to continue using young child actors in film roles? How do you feel about that? I feel well, like we're yeah. about 30 years too early for this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. It's not... Oh, the Twilight Baby is pretty convincing. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If I... <laughs> well, the... At that yeah. point, will they even be animating it or will AI be animating it? You know? <laughs> Why even <laughs> be... adult actors at that point? Just, yeah, have everyone be a... Everyone just be have monster. everyone yeah. be boss baby. Just Everyone's add boss, boss baby, baby in place of every uh, <laughs> Everyone's out yeah, of every CG kid character. Just put boss baby there. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's boss baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. What are, what are you asking me? <laughs> uh, yeah, asking I mean, me <laughs> I don't know. Just stop creating child characters. Done. Children don't exist in fiction. Like GTA Five, you know. There's no kids. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You didn't like young Anakin in Phantom Menace? I just rewatched that one recently. I'm nice. like, man, that acting is like. Yeah, ruined his life, too. <laughs> you spend a lot of time rewatching things that aren't very good. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love that shit. I'll, 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 you know, I've seen those movies tons of times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. That's my answer. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Young Sheldon. 
don't know. <laughs> Young Sheldon CGI. Yeah, replace him with Boss All Baby. All AI. Yeah. Midlife rapper has this to say. Are there any movies you've thought about recommending but actually decided against it because you didn't think it would be a good idea to have your community watch it? Um, uh, no, not really. I've never felt that way. How about you guys? Uh, there's only one I, that really comes to my head. Um, but I've never actually checked out. I've only ever seen clips from it. Um, it's this weird like animated movie where the dead go to die. You've, you've probably heard of it. Um, it's like this mm. infamous, it's infamously like edgy or something. Um, right. I'd have to do more research. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check it out in better detail. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I've heard of it, but I don't know. There's nothing that I wouldn't recommend because it's like too edgy. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not recommend something because of like the content uh, I'm not gonna recommend a porn film. Let's just say that, <laughs> like an actual yeah. porn, because those are technically <laughs> films. But it's not necessarily like, oh, like no one should ever watch porn. It's it just wouldn't make for a good discussion. Like when I don't recommend yeah. something, it's because I don't think that it would make for a good discussion. Yeah, like, you know, everybody should probably watch Dear Zachary. Like, but what are we gonna talk about? Like, I, if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But like, it's a sad movie. It's a really sad movie. It's a documentary, though. It's like, how much discussion are we going to get out of it other than just saying, like, wow, this was fucking bleak. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. I, I checked that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. Um, but yeah, no, I think the conversation is where where it's at. Like, I saw, um, and when I recommended uh, Happiness, when we had the... Uh, Oh, yeah. oh man! Reviews on. I saw him squeaking about that the other day because the movie keeps appearing <laughs> on <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> oh on, on Twitter and like people are finding out it exists and finding out what the movie's about. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's just a movie. I don't get like the yeah you know, the reaction there. I don't. I get think it. most people who freak out about like explicit content are children, and we need to find some <laughs> way of distinguishing child accounts on the internet from adult accounts i would be in favor of just banning children from the internet but if we're in its current state we should at least have some sort of i don't know armband or something so we know something on their profile just so just so we know like not to take it as a serious opinion and get ourselves fucking diped up about it you know like I feel I feel like that's a lot of negative discourse is not realizing that you're arguing with an actual child and that it's not mm-hmm. a real opinion. Yeah. 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 That's why yeah. it's that's... pointless engaging. Yeah. 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 It's pretty funny you brought that up, yeah. <laughs> like the the tweet he made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Like who cares? If I see like a ridiculous reply, I'll check the the bio and it's like 14. And I'm like, okay, all right. It's yeah. actual yeah. child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. This is the big boys table. We talk about big boy movies. We talk about the idol over here. Yeah. <laughs> we're not afraid to like, yeah. I mean, we're not even that bad with that stuff. I mean, when was that episode? It was like, that was like the third episode we did, right? It's like one of the yeah, first that was 10. Like years ago. It's like, all right, dude. Take it easy. (laughs) Again, this is a big boys table. (laughs) No children allowed. I'm a big kid now, actually. Yeah. 
All right, one more question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me uh, end on this one from Animus Random. Recently, the YouTuber Some Ordinary Gamers talked about the new Cleopatra and lamented that there are absolutely no docudramas with any good acting. Do any of you have any docudramas that you consider to have fantastic acting? Define docudrama. Are we just talking like um, bio biopics, d- documentaries Biopic? with like yeah fictional like fictionalized documentaries? I guess like uh, Captain Phillips, um, like Tower. Oh yeah, Tower was good. Yeah, the animation was Tower, good. Tower know? was incredible. Like, yeah, um, yeah, that's a great one. As far as good performances, uh, Fruitville Station has quite a good. Uh, oh yeah, lead performance there. Yeah, I guess if you count that as a docudrama, does Flea count? Is that like a full documentary? I'm um, still. I think they. I think all of the audio is just the narration is from an interview. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if they did extra voice acting on top of that. Right. Right. But I guess maybe okay. we should try to talk about ones that aren't voice acted because it's always a bit. You can sweeten those. You can sweeten mm-hmm. those performances a bit. Hmm with the animation yeah well according to google the definition is just a fictional movie or tv show that's closely based on a true story can be called a docudrama mm. okay i'm sure like you know united 93 has like elements of like docudrama in it i'd say that's a really good one yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. it's apparently super accurate like they even cast people who like look like people who were like there you know Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and like they only it's took kind of facts, niche. like they only took you know recordings from the black box and like stuff like that. Like there's nothing really fictionalized in it, other than the fact that it's you know made like you know <laughs> it's filmed. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's not really there. There's something like on the tip of my tongue. I feel like I saw something at a film festival in the past like two years that fits this description that I talked about. But I guess I'm never gonna fucking remember. So. I'll remember it in a week or something. I don't know. Maybe Zola? Yeah. Hmm? Is that what you're thinking of? Zola's kind of like that. No, it was Ye- not Zola. <laughs> it was something that was like actual documentary with like uh, recreated parts. Yeah, to me, that's like a docudrama, like Tower. Like t- That's like my definition of a yeah. docudrama. Yeah. So what was the... What was the show he was talking about specifically? Does it fit that definition? Uh, this Cleopatra, um, it's a movie, I think. Um, yeah, I haven't heard too much about it. Uh, Is it there's drama about it or something because of the Jada casting. Blanket Smith. <laughs> sounds right. Blanket yeah. Smith. Looked like my ex-wife. Documentary <laughs> series. Okay, yeah, I see what's going on. So this is this is kind of a docudrama. It looks like there's they're interviewing people about the figure so i mean yeah I, I i would i would argue that there's probably um a propensity towards less uh emphasis on the actual filmmaking qualities when you're doing it in part documentary style compared to something that's just like a biopic biopic however you want to call it but i would never go as far as to say something absolutist like there's never any good performance because I'm sure we can think of some at some point. And those anime yeah, Tower is a great movie. You know, <laughs> how are we to judge yeah, the Tower's, performance of a voice acting? Yeah, fantastic. I don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's animated. Yeah, I'm sure there's some. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good answer. We answered it well enough. We covered like the broad mm-hmm. definition of it. <laughs> a couple of good movies in there. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, we've got a film recommendation for the next episode. And uh, we have decided this is a group recommendation. All three of us just were like, yeah, this is uh, what we should be talking about. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Birdman because we will all be watching mm-hmm. uh, Ooh. The Flash. So we decided we would like to talk <laughs> yeah. about Birdman in the same episode. No 4K, unfortunately, whatever. But who knows if that's ever going to happen. Probably at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to revisit it. It's, you know, feels like it's time anyway. So yeah, so it's yeah, time. It's time. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Birdman 2014, our third Inyaritu recommendation, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Morse Paros Revenant, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then watch it before the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks. You can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium. It's only $2 a month. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast will get you the same thing. Listen to it early. Support the show. Keep us from uh, <laughs> being Michelle Williams and yeah, Wendy and Lucy. Wendy. <laughs> yeah. teetering on that edge right now. Yeah. I don't know if... <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like Wendy and Lucy with my dog out there. Yeah, yeah. so you got to support the show. <laughs> Ralph's going to have to get rid of his dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to steal dog food. Yeah. yeah. And a new dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Anyway, we got merch. Links uh-huh. in the description. There's a Sardonicast Highlights channel on YouTube. You should check out, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube for the regular channel also. Karsten, would you like to plug anything? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Karsten Ronquist on YouTube, self-titled. How the fuck do you spell that? It's, yeah, it's a K-A-R-S-T-E-N <laughs> and Runquist, no D. Some people think it's Runquist, but it's just Run and then Quist. Uh, How do you spell that? R-U-N-Q-U-I-S-T. Thank you. Um, and then... It, yeah, that's it. I don't need anybody following me on Letterboxd, to be honest. That's not a flex. That's yeah, a, fuck him. That's, <laughs> that's a please don't follow. Stop following Damn. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This, of course. This is amazing. Thanks for coming on. That was fun. No, it's been a pleasure. Great episode. Yeah, yeah. It's so Thanks. great. Yeah. Thank you for coming. All right. Uh, have a happy thousandth planet, everybody. Uh, bye. Yeah. Bye, 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 bye